With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Got a one-way ticket down a two-way street. Got the wind in my hair and the dust on my feet. I'm just trying to make it in America. All the things to my name is an old teaser. They did not see me if I run stones concert. And I'm dying to make it in America. And I'm singing the words to my Brandon Hauser, 
And today we are going to talk about knowing your ascendants and in turn knowing yourself. A lot of people are very skeptical of astrology just because they have a very small understanding about sun signs and horoscopes. And what we're going to talk about today is that astrology is about more than just your sun sign and your horoscope. It's a whole different uh, building of aspects, you know, and planetary alignments that make up who you are. And I believe that knowing these types of universal energies will bring you forward into a cosmic awareness or cosmic consciousness. I think many people are gearing towards the state now more than ever. And we are here to teach about that, uh, myself, as well as my special guest for today, Dionysus Crawford, the celestial symbologist. Are you with me, Dionysus? Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you for having me on. Oh, no problem. Thanks for being here. So this is definitely something I know you are excited about to tell people about as well as I am. Um, I know that yeah. when I first discovered, you know, what an ascendant was and what it really meant, one, in terms of, you know, astrological principles, but as well as how I could relate it to myself and to other people, it was like this interesting, for me, that was my that was my moment of understanding uh, the deeper energies that astrology has to offer. And you being, you know, a symbologist and specializing in these celestial symbols, um, I feel like you can offer some really great insights to the listeners. Okay. Well, the first place I feel it's important to start is to help the general mundane public to understand that, you know, our sun signs, the ones that we read about in horoscopes, on newspapers, or in magazines, or on Yahoo, <laughs> Zodiac. I know you guys look at uh, check for your, your Zodiac horoscopes for a day because I used to do the same thing. Um, but it's important to understand that your sun sign, you know, when you call yourself a Leo or a Gemini or a Sagittarius, you have to understand that that doesn't represent your characteristics or who you are as an individual. The sun sign merely represents your life purpose. It's who you're here to be, what you're here to do, you know, your purpose on this planet. Whereas the ascendant sign represents who you are and the planet governing it and the planets that are in the first house, they represent and reflect who you are as an individual and your experience with individuality um, itself. So, you know, a lot of people, they, for instance, they'll, they'll, they'll find a Gemini that happens to be quite quiet. You know, they don't talk a lot. They don't, they aren't two-faced, as people like to um, say Geminis are, but they're quite, you know, shy, um, reserved, and um, reclusive. And, Perhaps they have the ascendant in Pisces or in Scorpio, you know, and so the ascendant sign would describe how the individual is or how they lead themselves through life. You know, with the Scorpio ascendant, they do so secretly. You know, they are not necessarily shy, but they they do 
hide vital information about who they are from the general public, and they aren't quick to open up to other people around them. And therefore, even if they were a Gemini, they're not going to just, you know, openly be chatty and talk to anyone that they see. Um, So, you know, that's why I think it's important for people to understand their synthesis. What were you about to say? It's basically like a... An understanding of how you interact, knowing your ascendant, it's an understanding of how you interact, like your day-to-day, you know, how people see you on your day-to-day movements instead of, you know, big moments of expression with planets that, you know, only come around and their energies are only, you know, obvious every few times in a lifetime. For example, Saturn, it mm-hmm. uh, takes a long time, a couple of years for it to come around and for you to actually, you know, be aware of its energies and what kind of role it's taking. And the Ascendant is something that you can rely on, you know, day to day. And I feel like, you know, with what you're saying, it's more important to know your Ascendant than it is to know your Sun sign. Yes, you know, your Sun sign is important because it, it, it is part of your purpose and your expression, right? But it's not, it doesn't give you that, that hint of who you are, you know. If you say that you're, like you said, a Gemini, well, you know, then, again, people will make those false assumptions about you. And it's never... I mean, sometimes it can be right, because some people do have that expression. But it's it's more personalized. And when you know your your ascendant, then I feel like you're just you're good to go because it helps you just to know yourself. Well, you know yourself exactly, exactly. That's the primary one of the primary reasons I like to study the ascendant sign and 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 the planets in the first house. Because and wouldn't that be almost a primary reason why people would start to pursue astrology and understanding it in the first place? Either it is. know their That's self or know somebody else's self. It, it, no, it, it goes beyond even understanding oneself or others. It helps you to understand the universe, I feel. I feel like it, it reflects universal experiences that that help you to understand the way that the universe works. It helps you to understand everything within it from an energetic perspective or a cosmic perspective, you know. Um, so, yeah, it, it gives you information about yourself. It enlightens you to who you are, your purpose, what it is you are here to do, um, the type of career that may benefit you, the type of partnership that you may get into, you know, everything, every aspect of your life and every aspect of everyone else's life. So I think that that's why it's it's such an amazing, like, tool that everyone should study and everyone should come to understand. You know, for me, I, w- I would have never chosen to study astrology if I didn't find it to be real, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like it's just, uh, you know, uh, like tarot cards. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> no disrespect to all the tarot readers, but I just, I, I don't have enough faith in synchronicity. I'm sorry, and not, this is in no way an attack to Carl Jung. He founded the, the ideology behind synchronicity, but, or Carl Jung, however you say his name, but I just don't have enough faith in tarot cards, whereas, you know, from for, so I don't use it. No, I don't believe in it. And, yeah. and, you know, everyone has their own beliefs. But for me, astrology is so concrete. It has proven time and time again to be real, you know what I mean? So for yeah. me, it it is never proven to incorrect. So 
of course, it's something I'm going to use and something I'm going to advise for everyone else to understand. I mean, I have a friend. She's a psychotherapist. Um, shout out to Miss Patricia. <laughs> um, and she she exclusively uses utilizes astrology in her practice. You know, she doesn't necessarily tell her clients that she's pulling up their birth charts, but she does get their birth information because that's a part of the process of, you know, the natural process in her job. But she she has found it to be so useful in helping her to understand why, um, you know, the couples that come to see her are 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 having the difficulties that they have, or and it helps her to just diagnose uh, a lot right. of the, the 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 problems that people have and help them understand it, and it it gives her an extra hmm, just an extra support system from which to right. base her, her, her diagnosis. It's validity. Um, and, you know, it's real. Yep. It's grounded. It's an interesting, interesting study. And that's why I think people should definitely become aware of it. So I just wanted to remind the listeners, if you did want to uh, understand more about your own personal ascendant sign, you can give us a call and uh, we'll read for you. The number to call in is 347-996-5678. And it would be very appropriate to have your birth date, time, and location. And uh, please try and have your time. Um, I know a lot of people have a little bit of difficulties in obtaining their time of birth, but it's actually rather important when you're trying to view uh, where your ascendant is uh, in your birth chart. So that would be of great help to us. Of course, you know, we can still run a chart without your birth time, but you won't be able to know your ascendant, and since this is a show about knowing your ascendant, and I would prefer to have that happen. All right, so yeah. while we're uh, waiting for everybody to call in, do you want to go and talk about somebody, uh, somebody famous that everybody can relate to and just give them an example of how uh, you can see, how an astrologer can see an ascendant sign? Hmm. Okay. Well, do you have a, a celebrity example for me to? Let's see. Let me see if I can pull something up here. Um. All right. I think everybody. I have Leona Lewis's chart here. Just everybody. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Leona Lewis. All right. So seeing her chart, she has a sun in Aries. Okay. But yep. then she also has the ascendant in Taurus. Now, what, how, would that differ, how would that differ, differentiate, you know, versus uh, if she okay. identifies is, herself this, as an Aries versus Taurus? But, but the sun in Aries, but, and we also have to note that hers is conjunct Venus, just like in Mariah Carey's chart, too. But yeah. with the sun in Aries conjunct Venus, it's no wonder that, first off, the sun in Aries represents or reflects her purpose to be an individual. I know that sounds ridiculous, but with Venus conjunct the sun, it's her purpose in life to simply be the physical embodiment of beauty, of peace, of harmony, symmetry, all the things that Venus rules over. Um, uh, Aries rules over um, simply existing, period, being an individual. You know, there's, there's nothing more to Aries except being something or being someone and it is true and it's obvious you know it's all you have to do is be in Leona Lewis's presence in order to to to, uh know 
that, you know, she, I don't know how to explain it. You know, she doesn't have to necessarily create anything or musically to be of some importance to other people. She doesn't necessarily have to sing. She just has to exist and, and embody the energy of, of who she is in order to help other people to become at ease with themselves. And I mean, you know, maybe she does it through music, but in essence, she is some sort of a healer. I think of people with any sort of Venus connection to the sun as being a healing or soothing source. And I mean, she just, she radiates that. Whereas another thing is that a lot of people know her for her beauty. You know, that that's right. where the sun conjunct Venus comes into play. That's her reputation. She's reputed for being beautiful and and for, you know, just, just being hot or whatever anyone else wants to call her. But with the Ascendant and Taurus in all reality, that's not who she is. That's not the totality of who she is. That's just what she's known as being. And that's the difference from the Sun and the Ascendant. With the Ascendant and Taurus, she really is a down-to-earth person. She's really in tune with her own body. She's grounded. She's dependable. She's stable. She's realistic. She is frugal with her money. You know, she, she, she is just a, a real person. And I found that to be true of every person I've ever met with a Taurus ascendant. You know, they are real people. You know, that is the, that is what they're always going to be, regardless of what they are known for being. You know, so she's known for her music. She's known for, you know, her beautiful voice, her beautiful face, her beautiful style, her everything about her is beautiful. You know, but it... In reality, that's not something that that she identifies as with, with herself. I mean, to some extent or another, she does. I mean, she's aware of the fact that she's beautiful, but she didn't always think she was, and she didn't base who she was on her physical beauty. You know, right. she she based who she was on her sense of of, of self worth, and so you know, I mean, I I think. That that's the difference between the ascendant and the sun, and I think that it it helps people to to make that distinction in the and in, in themselves too, because a lot of people become confused by wh- what other people see them as being and who they truly are, and I don't right. think a lot of people take enough time to like really think about it. They just simply live their life based on the whims of how everyone else perceives them. And I know me and you talked about this with you and, uh, you know, uh, yes. in our own, in, in, in confidence. But like, I, I just think that it's important for people, if people did study their birth charts, they would have a better understanding of who they really are and not feel the need to be somebody. You know, the sun rules over acting and entertainment and, in reality, you know, when we engage in, in 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 social events with other people, we are entertaining them in to some extent or another. And when we go around with this this sense of self, you know, it's just it's an act. It's a it's how we portray ourselves to others, but it's not who we are. At least not you know on a on on a regular basis. 
Absolutely. I agree. So let's see if we can uh, help some people here on the switchboard. Um, we're going to go right to area code 773. You are on the air. May, have we, may we have your name, please? Oh, wait, hang on. And, okay, now you're on the air. <laughs> Hello, 773. Yeah, I, I'm here. It's Mary. Hi. Hi, Mary. Great to Hi. talk to you. Sorry, I already know that around. I have a Libra rising, and I'm a Gemini sun. Oh, oh right. boy. <laughs> well, do you mind if we, did you want to just tell us that, or do you want us to run your chart here? Sure, whatever whatever makes you happy. <laughs> I would definitely like to look at your chart, just because it, like, it starts things up for me. All right, so may I have your time of birth, please? Um, it's 4.38 p.m., daylight saving time in Chicago. Okay. And the day? May 24th, 1945. You said 45? Right. Mary. All right. Yes. Libra rising. And you have, let's see, Venus in Aries. Okay. Oh, boy. I know... So many people with that placement. It is like it's a little scary now. Yeah, <laughs> it's been fun. Let me tell you. <laughs> have that exact placement. They have the Libra ascendant, and then they have Venus and Aries in the seventh house. It's so ridiculous how many people I've met with this. I don't understand. It's I don't understand. On the yeah, well, somewhere over there. <laughs> yeah, now Saturn's sitting on there is not helping matters either. Oh my gosh! Oh. Saturn's well, in where? I well, Saturn in Libra. It's it's either in her twelfth house or over the first house. It's sitting on my ascendant, actually. Ah, okay. Saturn. Unfortunately, I feel like I have. I feel like I might have the wrong. No, she's no, talking I'm talking about, about the, the transiting Saturn. Saturn. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I like Saturn in the in the first house because what it you know, what it represents in in that case is that you need to em, um, employ self restraint, you know, and I think that's so important for people. I think um, a lot of times people are so. Uh, just caught up in, in being on the move or, or or doing whatever it is that they feel is important to them, where, you know, for instance, Libras. They feel it's with, with the Libra ascendant. For you, being in a partnership is somewhat important. It's a, it's what leads your life, being in love, being in relationships. Whereas with Saturn transiting over the first house, it's telling you to, you know, cut back, you know, on that. Don't try so hard to be in a relationship, possibly take time to just organize yourself and get in your own company with yourself, you know, be in a relationship with yourself, basically. It's very true. I've been doing that. Oh, well, very nice. But, um, okay, let's just make a quick distinction between your Libra ascendant and your son in Gemini. And I know you understand astrology, so maybe you can help you can even help the viewers understand the difference. Um, so, 
I mean, do you want to do you want to lead this, Brandon, or no? <laughs> um, I feel like it's. Uh, I think you should lead this. Okay. Off here. Well, let me start by asking you this: Do a lot of people think of you as being, you know, informative or chatty or you know, uh, all of the different things that are ascribed to the Gemini sign? Absolutely. Yeah. But and and I'm sure and I have the son of Gemini too, so I've I've gone through my bouts of dealing with people automatically assuming that I am two faced. <laughs> and I I'm, I'm pretty sure you've had that experience yourself. Uh, yes, and it doesn't mean that at all. It just means and we're multitaskers. <laughs> Yes, and we we understand, and we find that it's important to understand every side of every story, you know, not just the good side, not just the bad side, but every side. And because of that, a lot of people tend to um, think of Geminis as being two-faced because they don't necessarily, you know, look at anything as black or white. You know, they they look for the gray area. Exactly. If they only realized that we were the brilliant sign of the zodiac, right? <laughs> <laughs> I try to tell Brandon all the time. Well, I'm it's sure the truth. <laughs> but um, yeah. But anyways, you know, I, I guess with the, with that being said, you know, perhaps you are known for being, you know, um, a multitasker and a you know a talker and chatty and all those other things but that isn't necessarily who you are because with the Libra ascendant you are more or less concerned with other people and other people's opinions about you whereas Gemini is a social sign you know so a lot of people tend to think of or I think of Gemini as being a selfish sign you know they're they're primarily focused on their own opinions on life and and or that's how other people see them. You know, Gemini's always seem to have all the answers and they they don't they aren't very good at at working with other people or or asking other people for advice. Whereas with the Libra rising you would be more or less open to I don't know, coming to, agreeing with people, you know. Agreeing with people, allowing them to say their piece and then you know, um, just just letting things be, as opposed to enforcing your own personal opinions, like I do <laughs> with Mercury and Gemini. That's very true. Oh, and another thing, it's ruling your Senate. You know, you are a very soft soul. You like peace. You like things to be beautiful. You like people around you to be. Um, I don't know, just just at ease, I think. And I think that for a lot of people with the Libras, they have to understand that that's not how a lot of people live their life. You know, a lot of people don't look for peace of mind. They don't like quiet. They They like noise. They like everything to be just you know they they like motion they like they they like to live their life with a lot of conflict and Libra opposes any sort of conflict or or arguing a fight or anything like that but w- what I think you need to do as with the with the Libra ascendant is to just 
open to understanding that that's how some people live their lives, you know, right. and just kind of drama, 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 and Libra doesn't like that at all. Yes, but agree to disagree, you know, and agree that to let people be as are, you know, what and with Venus and Aries in the seventh house. Um, A little wild out there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's a little wild out here. Uh, but but um, I I don't know. I, I, how do you think Venus and Aries is, plays out for you in your in your chart? Well, I found that the three men in my life that I loved have always they're all Aries, and it seems it even affects my friendships because most of my girlfriends are Aries too. So I'm certainly attracted <laughs> to Aries people. Uh, and I have to have somebody nice. that keeps me interested, of course. Yeah, yes. that's the fun part keeps of it. Your, keeps you on your feet. It's not the fun part of it. <laughs> yeah, the Gemini has to have that combination there. have to have somebody that can keep up with me. And Aries is probably the only sign. <laughs> so it worked oh, out rather well. Well, very nice. And I, 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 I like that placement. But one thing that I found, and I have a friend... She has Venus in the seventh house. Well, as you know, I have several. And in Aries with the Libra in it. And all of their lives seem to be revolved around relationships. And they, I don't know what it is, but not that they feel the need to be in them. They just like them. And so they'll jump from person to person person, you know what I mean? And I just think that that's something you should watch for. You yeah, know, try and find somebody who can keep you interested. Term. And then I'm sorry, what? okay. I I didn't hear you. I said unless you can find someone who keeps you interested and then you stick around for a long time. I see. But but that's the thing. I think you should refrain from getting in any relationships with the person that you don't feel is going to stick around, you know, because I feel that that's what you need, more or less. Right now, with this Saturn transit, and also it's just it's just important with having that placement because people with Venus in our seventh house, they just they 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 almost seem to be in love with love itself, as opposed to you know with the actual partners they get into relationships with. So that's one thing I would caution you of. Yeah, that's very true. Nothing wrong with being a social butterfly. That's definitely part of who you are. <laughs> well, well, thank you very much. I really enjoy your show. Well, thank you for calling in. We appreciate you. My pleasure. You. Thanks for all the info. Have a great oh, day well. now. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. All right. So, um, well, this we just had one caller. We're already off the air. And 30 minutes goes by really fast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, it does. That's why I, I got kind of choked up. I was a little confused by the the, the quickness of the show. It went. 
too fast. <laughs> too fast. I have to invest in premium accounts. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And it's good, though, because, you know, it does show that we have plenty of information to give out there. And it's just 30 minutes is not enough time. As much as it looks daunting, you know, at the beginning of the whole scheduling the show. But really, it just goes by like that. I love it. <laughs> so, um, if anybody is listening to this in the archives and you just want a full in-scale, on-scale, whichever kind of reading, um, be sure to follow the show, and we will be doing plenty of readings on here, as well as if you noticed one of the... Uh, uh, tag words in the show, Celestial Sanctum, um, is giving a little taste and opening that up. Uh, that show should be coming soon, so keep your eyes open. Uh, it will be floating around here. Information about that on Blog Talk Radio as well as Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, so those will be longer shows, way more people, way more time, way more callers, great guests, etc., etc. So be sure to tune into that. Um, and then just stay up to date here. So thank you, everybody, for coming, calling in. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Bye-bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.